Good afternoon and welcome to NFTs Live. I'm your host, Tyler D. It is Friday, February 18th, a sunny, cold day here in Chicago. It's been somewhat of a dark, drama-filled week in the NFT space, maybe crypto space as a whole, but we're going to focus on the positives today. I've got Brett Ritchie to break it all down with me. Brett, how you doing? Doing great, Tyler. How you doing? I'm good. Excited to get into it. We've got a lot on the docket for today. So we're going to start with X2Y2, break down the tokenomics, the platform, the bull and bear case, and all the risks and uh, tweets that are out there. Then we're going to touch on Rug Radio and their new Learn to Earn program that just launched yesterday. Then we'll get into our standard segments. We'll hit the weekly market movers on Flips Finance, take a look at the winners and losers from the week. For one-on-ones, we're going to highlight Drifter Shoots and his recent Sotheby's news. Then we're going to take a look at the floors uh, for PFPs and art blocks. And then we're going to finish with just a quick check-in on the Cameo Pass drop. A lot to cover. Sound good? Let's do it. Let's get into it. So lead-in story, X2Y2, the latest OpenSea competitor, killer, vampire attack, whatever you want to call it, uh, they – they rolled out here this week. Um, it's They had an airdrop claim that was paused for 48 to 50 plus hours. Um, it, it caught some people by storm and, and it let the market kind of settle and, and start to form some opinions on it. Um, so, I, and Brett, I definitely want to get your thoughts, but let's kind of start with some of the basics of the platform and, and what it is. So it, it's very much... Um, an NFT marketplace. I think the their differentiator or their niche right now is in their bulk listing feature. Um, right now, there's not really a good tool out there for mass listing. There are good tools for mass buying, like Genie, Gem, et cetera, but, but not really any good tools for mass listing. So that's where X2Y2 has chosen to focus as their specific niche early on. Um, and I have used it, and it, it's very user-friendly and easy to use. Um, on, on the platform itself, Brett, have you spent much time in the UI or executing yeah. much? And kind of what, what's your reaction or take? Yeah, I like the platform. To me, it's it's like a clear step above Looks Rare, which to be fair, I haven't used Looks Rare in a month or whatever. But comparing how they each were at launch, um, this, this is much better. Um, so, you know, I was... I would say optimistic, although they've made some um, maybe questionable moves, which I'm sure we'll get into with pausing the airdrop and some of their comms have been shaky. Uh, but from a product standpoint, uh, it, it works pretty well. Yeah, let's let's hold on the comms just for a bit. So I, I want to get into the tokenomics just quickly. So they published a light paper. Um, you can find it easily on their on their homepage um, where they, they talk a little bit about the vision, the background, what's they definitely give off this like rebel vibe and like anti whale type vibe. And they, they do kind of lay into looks rare a little bit in their vision. So I'd say this is almost more of a looks rare killer than it is an open sea killer. Um, you know, there, there are three primary problems they're solving is focusing on whales, but not people. So they have done a much more distributed airdrop with whales capped at 1000 tokens. Um, so, yeah. you know, no one had too much that they could just in turn dump on the market. Um, the lack of transparency for the investors up front. So they didn't do a private raise uh, according to this. They did have a liquidity offering uh, that, 
that happened right before the claim and then the wash trading. So that's the, the biggest, you know, problem or whatever you want to call it against looks rare is everyone just knows it's just wash trading. That's where 99.9% of the volume is every day. And those are the folks getting the rewards. So there's not really a way to do that on X2, Y2 right now. Um, so this, quickly on, on the, the tokenomics. So they've got 12% for the airdrop, 10% for the team, 10% for the treasury. Um, but I think the big, the big item for folks to be aware of is the staking reward is 65%. And I don't think many people know about this. So like the general NFT Twitter discord sentiment is everyone's just racing to claim and dump for the most part. I don't think most folks realize that you can, by, by listing your NFTs, that you can earn staking rewards through their platform. Um, but there is some risk to that. So I, I want to I play that risk out a little bit. So Andy8052 this morning said eventually one of these OpenSea killers is going to pay you all to list your NFTs and then rug them all. So clearly a, a reference to this. And then, you know, there have been some red flags uh, about the contracts noted here. So uh, Ocean, there's a, a few who have looked at the contracts and essentially called out this delegation caller role on, on a piece of the address that essentially would potentially allow them to transfer your NFT that, that you have approved out of your wallet, potentially. Um, the X2Y2 team has responded to this. One of the initial uh, auditors who found this um, Seems satisfied, seems satisfied, but of course, I think this is probably the biggest open item as we wait for the audit to come out. But Brett, what was your reaction? I think you saw some of these tweets. Um, were were yeah. they worrisome? But, uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, so I initially, when it came out, I saw that uh, you earn rewards by listing, which is great. But as this points out, right, you're granting approval for that particular NFT collection basically these guys can do whatever they want with it so i listed my like super um dead and then like you know cheaper stuff that i wouldn't be horribly upset about if they if they stole them it, it's more like the just total amount it adds up but individually they're all um really cheap and you know i, I you risk if you list something like an ape or whatever you might get a lot of listing rewards but you know you're taking a risk that that way uh at least until these people are a little more established so um even last night man they started tweeting weird stuff and i delisted i like revoked permission to like the top tier of my low tier assets that i'd listed there um yeah I, i'm on the same page as you so i i'm bullish on the platform i actually think their listing feature their bulk listing feature is best in class right now but their comps are bottom of the barrel right now. So they, they, yeah. they got to get that figured out. So it, it started with the airdrop claim and then pause, which some people are speculating, you know, to artificially let the, the token price increase, you know, with, with a lower supply. And then, you know, that was delayed for 48 hours. And then they were supposed to have the audit results live ahead of the claim reopening and they pushed that. So that's not a good sign either. Um, certainly. And then I think it, you know, this morning they tweeted essentially calling out people for not like, hey, you should look at the rewards that are coming tomorrow. So some questionable communication, certainly. Um, and it's been reflected in the price, right? So I, I want to yeah. quickly show the, the decks. 
Um, most of the action yesterday was, you know, whales buying up because of the rewards. So it was 10,000 APR out of the gate, which equals about 30% per day. It's been steadily declining. It's still at about 15% per day right now. Um, but clearly there's more sell, sell action than buy action right now. Um, and I think a lot of it just comes down to trust in this group right now. Um, and, and folks, you know, not really trusting because of the comms, because of the lack of the audit results. But I guess kind of, I, I want to do maybe a bull and bear case for, for this. Um, and I want to get your thoughts. So like from my side, I've laid out a little bit of the bull case. So I think they've got a best in class bulk listing feature with a somewhat ambitious roadmap. And they've proven that they can develop a, a nice UI uh, out of the gate in a, in a pretty, in a functioning platform. They've got a distributed holder base. They've incentivized organic whales and not, you know, private whales up front. And then they've got the great rewards. What's, what's on your bull case? Anything I, I missed? Yeah. I mean, I think the, the bull case is like a sushi swap to open seas, Uniswap sort of they're, they're um, like OpenSea's done a great job, but the problem with, with them is when they, they scaled so much, right. That most of their efforts were basically, you know, expanding their team and then just like keeping the lights on, keeping that main product functional. So they've really had like a year where there hasn't been a whole lot of innovation from a product standpoint at OpenSea, just because they, they grew so fast. I think a lot of their focus was <clears throat> just, you know, stability. So shipping these features, right? Like bulk listing, um, bulk um, purchasing, um, like there's there's room for this marketplace to uh, to succeed. I've seen it like there's never it's never only just one and and basically every industry I've ever been in, uh, you know, Fandle and DraftKings, Poker Stars, Full Tilt. Like there's there's typically room for multiple um, competitors. So we'll see we'll see what these guys can do. Um, you know, up ups and downs on the start so far. Yeah, I mean, certainly an ambitious roadmap. I didn't highlight it before. Um, the, the big items that jump out to me is the direct pull, direct purchase for multiple items. So they're also going to have bulk buying to go along with their bulk listing. Um, and then the multi-exchange aggregation. So right now on the listing page, you can see the X2, Y2 price as well as the open C price. So I'm curious if that means they're going to incorporate additional prices like looks rare. Um, then the 3D VR immersive NFT marketplace. I think that's a, a nice goal, but I, I think right now this current market's not not quite ready for that, but certainly uh, we'll see where they go. Um, yeah, that seems ambitious. The other, the other thing I'll say is like um, this product, I, I think it's, it's a good product, right? For, for just coming out of the gate. Um, it works. Uh, the question is, is it going to work at scale, right? If they do start getting the traction, you know, say a 10th of OpenSea, how equipped are they to handle that, that influx in users? That's to me is where a lot of these, um, competitors are going to run into some issues like scaling users quickly is, is really challenging. Yeah. I think we've, we've already seen that a bit and where they've fallen down in the first few days of not having enough servers. And I think they've, they've even called that out. So I think that's part of the bear case, the lack of trust, the missing audit uh, are still all out there and absolutely parts of a bear case. And then, I mean, the, the big picture is still the open sea moat, right. And how this marketplace is going to get volume. Um, to, to succeed. So that's, that's definitely the, the bear case for me. 
know, if someone is listening and, and on the fence about how to play this, certainly the conservative route is to try to wait till the audit report comes out and then make your decision there. You know, for anyone who's already listed and approved and is now nervous, you can use the revoke cash function to, to uh, essentially sever all ties with the platform. So revoke.cash, check that out if you're worried uh, or haven't used that tool before. So, all right. Well, I think that was a good summary. Uh, let's go ahead and get into our second story a little quicker here. Um, but Rug Radio and their Learn to Earn program, it officially launched and kicked off yesterday. And I have to say, I, I think it was a, an overwhelming success. Uh, so they published this post a few days ago, kind of outlining the program. So they're doing two four-week modules or sets of classes. So the first is called WinDAO, a deep dive into all things DAO um, that they're partnering with Syndicate DAO on. That's the one that went live yesterday. And then they're doing another module called WinToken, uh, everything about tokens and smart contracts, uh, where they've partnered with Richard from Manifold. Um, so <clears throat> right out of the gate yesterday, as I understand it, I didn't attend, but I, I talked to a few folks who did. 3,400 attendees to class one and uh, over 300 questions submitted. And so the, the reason that the questions were submitted is here in the how to earn section. So there's two ways to earn rug tokens. And yes, you can earn rug tokens simply by attending these classes. Uh, one is by asking questions. You get bonus points if they actually answer your question. And then two, passing a test. Yes, there's a test at the end of the four week module uh, for a 200 rug token bonus. Um, so, you know, I, I love the model. I've, I've been on, on the show and talk about, I, I like the vision for Rug Radio, um, but the, the speaker list from yesterday and from what I've heard, the content was, was rock solid. So I think an, an impressive start. What's kind of, what's your reaction take on this learn to earn model and just kind of where Rug Radio I think it's I think it's great. I mean, I have, I don't really pay attention to this. The guy's got good deeds in his bio, which to me is is kind of a red flag. But uh, um, I think that this this is the first I've heard of this learn to earn. It sounds great. I like the idea of of sort of you know distributing the tokens for your ecosystem to the active participants that are providing value that are engaging with uh, the material. So I think like I, I, the more like. Um, tokens that come out, we'll see more innovative ways to, to sort of kind of bootstrap and get the right people, you know, users of your product um, are the ones collecting your token, not necessarily just speculators. So I think this is great. Yeah. And I, I think there's, there's certainly some mixed feelings about, you know, Faroque out there, but you know, that aside, I haven't seen any other influencer put out this level of, of pure educational content. I mean, Punk6529 does his Twitter threads and they're amazing. And he's absolutely, you know, Pico top. But other than that, you know, I think this was ambitious and it looks like, you know, they're going to be able to deliver on it. So I think my, like, my hat's off. And like Richard from Manifold, right? Like those guys, they know what they're doing. So they're, they're bringing on um, yep. experts. And so if you're, especially like newer to the space, I think this, um, this would probably make a lot of sense to, to get involved in these classes. For sure. All right. So we'll definitely track L2E uh, as these courses go along. Let's get into our rotating segments. I'm going to take a look at the weekly movers here from our Flips Finance Board. 
taking a look at the seven day. So Azuki tops the board again here. Uh, 11,000 ETH traded. The floor is up 27% to 14. Uh, it, it feels like Azuki is kind of cementing its place in uh, you know, the, the top tier projects. What's <clears throat> you agree, disagree, buying, selling Azuki, bro? Um, I agree. I, I would still sell here. It ran up so much. We've, we've really seen projects struggle to break past like 14. A lot of projects have peaked there. I think Cool Cats. I think Doodles, um, although Doodles are still close to that. Uh, Clone X is, is around there now. Um, so I personally would sell, but that's that's kind of, you know, that's why I don't have the 100 ETH NFT. <clears throat> Abe started running, I sold, you know, so they the volume is crazy. The influencer buy-in, especially with rares, is really good. Like a lot of things look great about the Azukis, um, but it still ran up so fast, so quick that um, if it were me, I, I would be taking gains here. I think that's fair. I and mean, we've certainly seen a, a good amount of folks do that. Personally, I'm still a buyer. Uh, I think these have a long way to go. Uh, next round of winners is Metaverse plays um, led by NFT Worlds. So NFT Worlds may have had the best week of anyone in NFTs. Their floor up almost 100% to 13.4 the world token i saw is up over 40 cents now here today um again it's not part of time super tied into but i've seen more and more people talking about in the timeline more whales are starting to get in so it seems like this one is kind of the clear-cut winner in the yeah. metaverse sector right now so. this is painful for me i minted these oh, and boy. i i basically just minted it to flip because it was a um it was like a pretty like hot stealth mint if i remember correctly uh but to me it looks like it was like a loot it was right it came a bit after loot it was like mm -hmm. a loot uh you know for metaverse play instead of like a character you were getting like uh and i was like ah, eh, you know like everybody's coming out with their loot derivatives i don't i assume you know nothing's gonna happen but it seems like the team actually really is shipping and they're getting a huge response from the market um so i was out of this so early I think I sold the same day or the next day that I, I can't really be uh, too salty about it. Like I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't have any hopes for this. You know, honestly, I was just wrong. I didn't really look at it. it sounded too ambitious, but uh, this is a good example that, uh, you know, the right team, if you, if you zoom out six months or I, I, I forget how long ago they minted, but it was a while ago, you, you know, they didn't do anything for five months or four months. It, it was pretty low. And then, Hey guys, we've been building, we've been shipping, and then it's just off to the races. Yeah, I think there, there's two two themes in NFTs right now. It's teams and memes, <laughs> and yeah. all of that rhymed way too teams much. Teams and memes, I like that. I'm I'm a teams guy, so I think betting on proven teams or teams with uh, you know the backgrounds that you know show that they can deliver is the best and safest bets. And I think we're starting to see some consolidation into those projects right now. Um, but the other winner this week, I can't deny it. It's, it's the memes. So MFers fourth on the board with 6,008 up 80% on the week. And then crypto dick butts. First time I think I've, I've mentioned them on the show, but I have to, they're up 180% at 1.4 ETH floor here. Um, so this is what I mean when I say that the memes play, and I think a part of the driver for the, the meme projects is there is less execution risk. There's no roadmap. There's no team. It is what it is. And I think it's also fallout 
from all these new projects that have come in in the last month who people have been calling cash grabs, who people don't believe can, can deliver on their lofty roadmaps and are mostly all kind of slowly going to zero. So I think those folks yeah. are rotating into the meme projects. Are, are you a meme buyer or seller? Just yeah, I, I had some MFers. I, I got impatient. You know, I sold them before this big run up. Uh, I like the memes a lot. Uh, as you know, I'm a huge crypto Leo fan. By the way, if you like the memes, there's only a thousand Leos. It's like a point one floor. Uh, very accessible entry point into into the meme um, world. So I love memes. I think that um, you, we've seen it in the token world too, right? With Shiba and Dogecoin or like whatever. There have been these massive winners. So for me, I like um, I like looking at at um, a meme project. You know, it's obviously different than something like NFT worlds or where there's like a lot of dev execution risk where there's still, you know, there's marketing, there's comms, there's like um, community, there, there's still like uh, a lot of work that goes into making a meme project successful too. So I think the team still applies to some extent, uh, but that team could definitely be more distributed, right? Especially if it just takes on a life of its own, you don't even need the original creator around on a certain meme. Something like MFers, obviously Sartoshi is such a huge driver for that. You wouldn't want him to walk away away right now. It would crash. Um, but, you know, down the road, I can see a lot of these just taking on a life of their own. I totally agree. I think the only risk that I see, and I feel like I haven't seen this talked about enough, is, you know, why like, Toads were an ultimate meme from a great artist and the whole CCO narrative. I guess what happens when MFers starts to really flip Toads? And they're pretty much neck and neck right now. But I guess why, I guess what makes the MFer meme so much stronger than toads Toads it's weird to me man the whole world of influencers was in those they ran up to 14 right did we were talking about a lot of projects Mm -hmm. tap out at like 14 toads i think hit 14 at their peak or somewhere around that you know and it's two or three now um i didn't with all the people involved again similar to azuki uh, i was like oh like all these influencers are in that that's not always a guarantee like there's still there's still risk. Uh, Toads is weird to me, man. I, yeah. After that run up, like, cause I didn't think it could crash this hard because it was like these pixelated toads that were meme and they're not promising anything. And that's like, everyone knew what they were, you know? So yeah. how does it crash 85%? Totally agree. It's, it's been a big surprise, but we'll continue to follow it. I want to just touch on the, the losers of the week here. It goes into the theme that we're seeing, um, so Tasty yeah. Bones is a new project. These are like all Instagram. Pretty, I think Mind the Gap, I want to touch on briefly. So this was uh, Fidenza-like generative art project. It, it came out of the gate. It ran all the way up to like two ETH and then has dropped 60%. And I think I just, my message for any listeners or viewers, if you want to buy art because you generally like the art and you want to keep it forever, by all means, go do it. If you want to buy art from an investment perspective or to trade it or to flip it, you need to be really careful right now. The chasing hype on new gen art drops is one of the easiest ways to get wrecked. And they all seem to be following the same price arc. Love it or hate it. Like there's some initial run up just like this one did uh, mind the gap and then it's down 60% here in just a week. So just be careful. Um, Lives of Asuna is a little bit surprising to me that it still stayed this low. I thought we'd find the bottom and maybe start to back, uh, start to move back up. But I think anime 
anime season might be over, and it was very short-lived. That was short-lived. Hapes down at 2.4. I think not a surprise to either of us. Not a surprise. I think those are going to keep trending down. Hype bears, total dust. What's interesting about capsules, and I'm a a capsule backer owner. I've tallied them on the show for sure. I I can't argue they're down big in this market right now. Roadmap 2.0 is coming out next week. So that will be a very important one to see if we you know, settle here, go lower, or maybe spring back up. So that's the board and the winners and losers. Let's go ahead and get into one of ones. So today I want to highlight Drifter Shoots, one of the top photo NFT artists that are out there. Um, we've touched on them briefly on the show a few times, but the reason I want to highlight him here today is just earlier this week, he announced that he will be the, yeah, the first African-American photographer to be, a, or the youngest, rather, to be a part of Sotheby's, where his Where My Vans Go, a never-before-seen one, is going to be featured um, in, at the end of this month. So really big news for Drift, uh, a huge win. The market has reacted accordingly. So I checked in on the Where My Vans Go floor here on OpenSea. You can see 118 items in the set. The floor is 47 with 2,300 ETH traded. So one of the ultimate peak, if not single peak, photography NFT projects that are out there. So resounding success. You you see the style uh, of the pics where his vans are featured in these incredible, impossible to reach places. And to me, that's, a, that's his moat, right? Like, you know, there are some sectors of photography NFTs that feel, you know, very easy to copy or replicate. These are impossible to copy or, or replicate for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I'm out on re- replicating these. Um, even if someone did, right, he was still first. So I, I think these are great. I'm not a big uh, photography NFT fan in general. These ones I do get. Um, I, I think for me... You know, if I were to have bet on one photography collection to um, over five years or something, it, it would be these. So I'm with you. I think that I would make the same bet. I think there's three, you know, primary photo NFT artists right now. There's Justin Iversano up top. And then the, there's kind of fighting in the mid tier. It's between Drifter and Guido. And they're both very different styles. Um, but I think that we will see both Thrifter and Guido move up into that Aversano tier here this year, where we're, we're seeing 100 ETH price points on new drops. So that's my prediction for 2022. We've already seen, you know, the market reaction. So he tweeted here, um, you know, I think on the auction news, yeah, a day later, a new all-time high already set, number 118 sold for 63 ETH. Um, oh, he, he mentioned this is also the final piece minted on OpenSea before Sotheby's. So that's uh, a big sale for him. His, he had an addition that came out at 0.25. It's sitting all the way up at about 2 ETH floor now for a fairly large addition. So check these out. If you like Drifter Shoots, we'll include all the, all the links in our show notes. All right, let's quickly touch on the floors. We're going to start with PFPs, taking a look at the WGMI.io board and some of the seven-day movement. BAYC no longer up top. CyberKong's Genesis topped the board at 94 ETH. Uh, I'm a, a little bit surprised. Uh, BAYC down um, 
at 94. I guess they're up 2% overall at the week, but they climbed back to 100 uh, ahead uh, over last weekend, but kind of a slow decline. Do you have any drivers rationale for that? Yeah, I think for me, it could be some of the fallout from Cool Cats and you know how they've fumbled the game and the, the rollout of that and the Pets launch and that the, people could be seeing some risk for Yuga Labs doing the same. What What's your take on why BAYC might be dropping here? I, th- I think that. I think um, seeing tokens, even the looks, um, you know, kind of crashing the market, regular stock market, crypto, um, you know, when things are going down, like especially if you need liquidity, you know, I can see the argument, like the picture of the ape might be, you know, first in line to, to head to the sales counter if you um, – need to free up some money. I mean, they just ran up so much. And I think people, people like I had a guy, a, a BAYC holder DM me saying, if no one else bought in and it was only ape holders for the token, it would be one to $5 billion valuation because the ape holders are just going to buy so much of this token. Like that's delusional. I'm sorry. Um, right. And I think the token can do well and you'll have other people buying in, but the the whatever however many ape, five thousand ape holders alone are not going to keep this thing at a multi billion dollar valuation. Um, so yeah, I mean it's still I, it ran up high. I don't know. I, there's no real one reason why it dropped. Yeah, I think that's all fair. Clearly, there is risk at a price point this high, especially with you know a token and the rest of their roadmap. But I think there's going to be incredible demand for Ape Token when it comes out. But I think everyone's I, waiting. We'll see. I, 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 It can go a lot of ways. Like, I won't be surprised. But they're this U.S. company that I feel it's going to be a lame token in terms of, like, what the degenerates want to see, the, the functionality. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be, like, a pretty watered-down, play-it-safe sort of token. Will the market care? They still say, hey, it's the NFT Ape token. That's fine. But I, I think, um, you know, like there's people that think their Ape's going to get them, you know, just like a million dollars out of the sky on this token. And maybe, but I feel like the people are, are potentially overvaluing uh, what this token's going to do. Could definitely be true. We will, we will have to wait and see. Um, let's go through the rest of the board. CryptoPunks, 68, basically chopped on the week. I think that's kind of the whole story of the board is mostly just kind of chopping on lower volume. Um, Mutants at 18, they're down 8% on the week. A little bit surprising there because uh, people were actively buying at 28 just a few weeks ago. Azuki's, we were covered up 25% at 14. Doodles at 13, they're even on the week. World of Women, even on the week. Uh, then we've got the Kongs. And then the Cool Cats we touched on, they're down 15%. They keep delaying the game rollout. They're talking about bringing in new devs, which is a good step, but I think it just highlights the biggest concern most folks, that at least I'm talking to, have on Cool Cats is their ability to technically deliver on their plans. And they had months to prepare for this stuff too, right? It's not like this was some surprise that snuck up out of nowhere. And it's like they had months and then it's like, well, these guys couldn't do it, so now we need new devs. Um, it's not great, you know, I... I I would be a little panicked if I were in there. I was, I bought a cool pet and I was going to get more in all the delays. Kind of like, I was like, I'm going to, I'm just going to sell and go into wait and see mode. Yeah. I think most of the cool cats buying pool probably shares those sentiment, that shared sentiment right now. And that's why I, I predict we'll see continued 
slow decline. All right, let's go to art blocks uh, quickly. Uh, I don't think we saw a whole lot of movement. Similar, pretty much chopping, not much volume. So Fidenzas are at 60, Deconstructions at 45, Ringers at 40. Um, as we get into the, the next tier, we've got Unigrids at 12 and a half, Archetypes at 11, Squiggles at 8.8. .8. So they've been probably the single biggest winner of, the, of 2022. They've seemed to have commanded the most hype from any of the art blocks projects, but I'm um, still really hasn't gotten back to, you know, past that, that 10 ETH mark. Um, and then the rest of the board's pretty low subscapes down at, at 6.2. Also going to call surprises me. I'll just want to say really quickly uh, it's 10,000 supply. Most art blocks are like 500 or a thousand supply given the sort of like uh, desert for the generative art. It's interesting to me that such a big collection is what pumped rather than something, um, with a much more, I would say, limited uh, group of, of collectors. So I would not have expected the, the 10X supply thing to be the one, the one gen art piece to run. Yeah, I think it still goes back to the narrative that everyone thinks that squiggles are like the crypto punks of generative yeah. art, you know, betting on Snowfro and the Artbox platform. So I, if I had to pick one generative art, Artbox set, to hold for five years, it would 100% be squiggles, and I wouldn't think twice about anything else. Um, all right, I so that's our box. Something else, but I, I agree with you. It's it's it's. <laughs> what what a, would it be? What, what would you pick? I'm biased, man, but I got to go with my guy Hideo, uh, who was up there with Dino Pals. But I like oh, the Celestial Cyclones. That's still my favorite art box set. Um, so I would like a Dino Pal. They're just quite expensive, even 18 ETH. There's only a hundred of them though, so. Um, Scorching yeah. hot take. My set might be one of each of his, right? If you could, the Dino Pal, the Celestial Cyclone, the Mecca, and the okay. Legends of Mediterra. Yeah, that's right around 28th or so. So I, I could get two, yeah. two and a half squiggles for that. We'll yeah. have to, I mean, we'll have to see how the five year return looks. Um, lastly, no curated drop on Monday. They're taking uh, a breath and a week off. Uh, likely good. We've had a lot of supply coming out. All right. Let's get into our, our last story. I just want to briefly touch on Cameo Pass. We highlighted this project, the public sale minted out in seconds uh, yesterday uh, at the 0.2 mark, which was also the, the price point for the white list. Um, it, it, since it's done pretty well, so it, it's up almost a 2x, sitting at 0.385 ETH with about 600 ETH traded in overall volume. Um, it had been chopping lower and then they already came out with a, a nice little announcement yesterday evening. So discord for holders coming today after the reveal, the reveal is today. So we're going to find out which of these passes has burnt toast, Vinny Hager, uh, or, uh, I'm blank Luke McGeary. I'm, I'm blanking on the third artist for cameo pass. Um, but we're going to find out which is which I think we'll see a pricing difference based on the artist, but that's going to be interesting to see. They've got a merch rollout. Uh, it seems to be t-shirts, events, digital and IRL, and then an airdrop hit. And I think this is the piece of their announcement that probably caused the, the most, uh, you know, spike in demand. For me, you know, we talked about earlier teams and memes, you know, Cameo, the, the Cameo past team has, the Cameo team rather has built you know, an incredible brand it seems to be really positive universal sentiment. I'm happy to, to bet on a team like that, being able to 
position themselves in Web3 and in NFTs. What's your take? Do you own any of these? Are you, are you yeah. on the sideline? I bought some. I bought some yesterday. Um, uh, after the I went for the public sale, it, it immediately sold out. I didn't get any, so I went. I bought some on secondary. Um, nothing crazy, but I wanted some exposure. I agree with you. The cameo team is good. Teams and memes, as you say, all sorts of memes come out of cameo as well. So one thing I think would be cool is if they did like uh, I don't know how many uh, total pieces there are, but say if it's five thousand or something, if their airdrop was like. Uh, a, a set of 5,000 custom messages from, from the cameo people, mm. you know, like a PFP drop basically of oh, like the cameo stars, I think would be like, a, Oh, you got hard rock Nick. Like, you know, I, I think that would be cool. So um, that'd be incredible. There's a lot of upside here. You know, I, I, I want to see where it goes. Yeah. Same. Um Definitely like the potential upside with this and really just being along for the journey. And it's a Genesis NFT. It's the first series. I always like those as a gamble. But of course, NFA, you know, DYOR, do your own research. All right, Brett, that's all for my list today. Anything else on your side? No, sir. All right. I think we did it. Thanks to our listeners and viewers, as always, for tuning in. We will be back on Tuesday to recap the weekend NFTs. Till then, stay safe out there. Goodbye.